Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Let's talk about the power of discernment and being able to discern the voices in your head. Because if you are like me, you probably have a radio station going in your mind of so many voices that oftentimes are in conflict with one another. And it can make it really challenging when you're on your healing journey because you have this one voice that's telling you, oh, go eat this food. Oh, this sounds really good. Oh, keep eating. Have more. Start over tomorrow, right? I kind of consider that voice the devil on our shoulder that's nudging us towards behaviors and choices that actually don't really feel good for us, but that we've just trained ourselves to engage in. And then on the other shoulder, right, we have that angel, which is the voice that's gently whispering in the background, no, don't do that. You don't want that. Have this other food instead. Why don't you stop? You don't need seconds. Go to sleep. Actually call a friend. Go on a walk. That's what you really need. Right? And so we have these two seemingly opposing voices that probably you find are having this push-pull within you, maybe 24-7. Like your experience might be that these voices are just constantly going back and forth like a ping-pong match in your mind, driving you crazy, right? And that's part of this empowered eating, empowered living work is that you get to take your power back from the mental torment as well so that you don't have to be consumed by constantly fighting the thoughts in your mind. And you can actually work on creating space for new thinking patterns where you have clarity on what voice to listen to and what choices and actions are actually aligned with true self and true will. Yeah? So we're going to look at a few different models of how you can start to conceptualize the conflicting voices in your mind. And I want to give you a few different frameworks so you can sort of try on for yourself which one of these you like most and resonate with most. And then that can be the framework that you use moving forward to help you in the present moment identify which voice is speaking and which voice I'm going to listen to and act on. And this requires both awareness and discernment. I need to become aware of what I'm thinking and be able to discern, which is really just a precision awareness of identifying who or what voice is speaking. Because with that discernment, you get to empower yourself then to decide which voice you listen to, which voice you act on. 
Now, the first framework is one of the ego, right? Freud coined the term ego, and there are so many now definitions and versions of the ego. And really, the definition that I like comes from the book A Course in Miracles, which essentially said that the ego is really just a fearful thought. The ego, which we could also label as the small self, right, is the conditioned part of ourselves that we created to protect us, to be able to survive in this world. It's the part that forms beliefs. It's the part that judges. It's the part that creates our defense mechanisms that's really trying to keep you safe at all costs. The problem is that the ego, the way the ego has learned how to establish safety isn't always actually helpful, nor is it true. And like that definition says, it tends to be based in fear. Now, the flip side of the ego could be called the true self. Or in the world of spirituality, if you have the small self, then you have the higher self. In religion, such as Christianity, you may view this higher self as God or Christ or the Holy Spirit. But it's this idea that we have this small personality self, this conditioned ego part within us that tends to influence a lot of our thinking. And a lot of that thinking tends to contribute to our suffering because these thoughts are not based in truth or reality, but rather in fear. And if you can align your thinking to that of the higher self and create space to sort of receive this stream of loving energy and consciousness into your body and being and allow that higher energy, that divine power to inform your thinking, then your thoughts are transformed from fear thoughts, conditioned thoughts of the small self, to thoughts based in love, thoughts that are aligned by truth, right? And this higher power could have so many names, so you get to pick the term that you resonate with. But for me right now, I'm going to call it this divine, infinite intelligence. It's this loving presence. And when you are listening to the voices in your head, one thing that you could try is to ask yourself, okay, is this coming from ego or small self? Or is this coming from a higher self? Am I aligned to loving thoughts and truth right now? And how do you tell the difference? Well, it's probably pretty simple because the thoughts of the ego, first of all, tend to be located in the mind. Right? So these thoughts are swirling in your brain round and round and round right, like a record player. And the impact of these thoughts is that you most likely collapse into constriction where you feel frustration, sadness, guilt, shame, hopelessness. You feel overwhelmed. There's usually a, a visceral reaction that emerges in response to the thoughts of the ego mind that leave us in a state of fear or in an emotional or energy frequency that doesn't actually feel good, okay? And if you are able to pause and take a breath in the moment and you can tune into how you're feeling, if you notice, wow, I'm spinning in thoughts in my mind, my body is feeling tense, I feel anxiety and heaviness in my chest, wow, I can barely breathe, all I'm thinking about now is eating. And you were to take a few breaths, and just intend to connect 
to the stream of higher consciousness, of loving intelligence. And you ask that part of you to inform your thinking, you will start to hear a whisper. You will start to hear the loving guidance of the other voice. And that voice is always going to have an element of love and compassion. It's always non-judgmental. It is always kind and caring. Okay. And if you can't access that way of thinking for yourself, then ask for help. I mean, you can ask the Holy Spirit to inform my thoughts. Please make my thoughts more loving, more kind, more true. And then just listen and notice what arises. And then in that moment, you have an opportunity to decide, am I going to continue to spiral in the voice and thinking of the ego mind small self? Or am I going to listen to and honor this voice of compassion and kindness that is giving me another option, that is telling me another way that I can think, that I can feel, that I can behave, that actually is aligned with how I want to feel and how I want to grow and how I want to show up in the world and how I want to treat myself. I think by now you know the voices I'm talking about. I have so many clear memories of sitting in my car And I'd have the one voice telling me, just go to the grocery store and get the cookies. And I would have the other voice that's telling me, Sarah, don't do this. You know you're not going to feel good afterwards. You know where this leads you. Like, turn the car around. You can go back home. And the truth is, sometimes the, the sort of devil on my shoulder won. And other times, I found the courage and strength to listen to the voice of compassion and self love. And if you find that it's really hard for you to discern between the two voices, or you just so easily get consumed by the voice of the small self, then that's an indication that there's probably some deeper healing work that you would benefit from doing. Because that voice, that voice was created in response to experiences that you had. Yeah, That voice was created and conditioned according to your upbringing. And oftentimes, that voice of another way we could label it is the inner critic, because the ego tends to be pretty judgmental and critical. That voice either has internalized the way other beings talk to you over different times in your life, or it made its own conclusions about yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy or deserving. I need to be better, right? And if those sorts of thoughts seem to be really running the show in your thinking mind and the loudest voice, then you want to be able to understand, wow, where did that even come from? Why did I even first start to believe this about myself? Whose voice is this really? Is this the bully who used to bully me in high school and I've just internalized his meanness in my mind and directed it towards myself like when you start to recognize where these voices come from you can do something about it if you're struggling with food and eating issues and you want insight as to why then i highly recommend you download and take the empowered eating blueprint quiz that i've created to help you identify which of the five bodies of health that's physical mental emotional energetic and soul bodies may be at play for you and that you would benefit from addressing on your healing journey. The first step to change is self-awareness, and this quiz is designed to give you that. Click the link in the show notes to access the quiz now. 
Now, the next framework I want to give you to help you start to discern the voices in your head comes from DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. And these are the quote-unquote minds. You have the emotional mind, the rational mind, and the wise mind. So if you don't resonate with this idea of a higher power or you're not religious and actually find that repulsing to the point where you were ready to turn off this podcast, take a breath because this is very much a therapeutic approach to viewing your thoughts. So the emotional mind is pretty self-explanatory, but it is the thoughts that tend to be a little bit maybe dramatic, we could say, right? It's just overly emotional about everything. On the flip side, we have the rational mind, which can be overly logical about everything, right? And so an emotional mind in an eating context, maybe somebody thinking, oh, but that would just taste so good. I love it so much. I feel so good when I eat that food. Like I have to have it. I I have to have it. Like the idea of not getting it is just hurts too much or I'm angry. And the flip side of the rational mind is somebody who's eating and making food choices not based on how it makes them feel but according to the calories, right? The rational mind is looking at how many calories of fat, how many calories of of carbs and protein does this food item have and how many calories am I supposed to eat today and what's my numbers? And you're just looking at the the numeric aspect of eating. And totally overriding any of the emotional components. Now, this is an example with eating. Emotions can show up in all sorts of aspects of our life, right? You might be emotional-minded in your relationships. I can't believe you said that. I'm so upset. I'm so hurt. And then somebody else could say, and I've had someone say this to me, oh, I'm really sorry your brain is making you feel that way. And it's super rational. It's like, this is what's happening in your brain and your body to make you have this experience. It's very causal and effect. And it's sort of through a scientific lens. Yeah. Now, the ideal is that in the world of DBT, you want to try and arrive at a place of what we call the wise mind. And the wise mind is really the intersection of the emotional mind and the rational mind. Yeah, so if you have this emotional voice in your head that's telling you to keep eating, go get more, it'll taste really good, you'll feel really good, you know you want it. And then you have the rational mind that says, don't do that, you've already met your calorie count for today, you don't need more according to these numbers. You want to try and find your wise mind, which is both taking into account the emotions and the rationale. You may say, yeah, it's true, I don't need more according to the calorie count. And a part of me is really desiring to feel the comfort that that food brings. And so rather than going and getting a gallon of ice cream, I'm deciding I'm just going to go down the street and get a scoop of ice cream and I'm going to savor and enjoy it. And it may be a few hundred calories over the calorie goal. But you know what? That's okay because at least it's not 2,000 calories over because I just said, what the heck? I'm just going to get what I want to get because it's going to feel good. So learning to access wise mind is in essence learning to access that voice of reason. Yeah, learning to access this inner knowing and truth that isn't going into all or nothing black or white thinking. The final way that you could begin to really discern the thoughts in your mind are by looking at the voices in your head as coming from different parts. 
And the parts that I'm going to talk about is the child part, the adolescent part, and the adult or parent part. Now, the voice of the inner child tends to be a little bit more emotional, right? The inner child is the voice that says, but I really want it and it'll make me feel good. And it throws a tantrum when you don't give it what it wants, right? The inner child part is sort of like the emotional mind. Like, I don't care what the rationale is. I still want what I want. And what I want right now is to go get more food, right? Then we can have the adolescent part. And the adolescent part tends to be a little bit more defiant and rebellious. So the adolescent part is like, oh yeah, you're telling me that I can't have more? Watch me. Oh, you're telling me I shouldn't eat that. I'm going to get fat. Watch me eat whatever I want. And so sometimes we have this part within us that rebels against the rules that are enforced on us or the messaging told to us by others or by ourselves because the adolescent is the rebel who tends to be pretty angry and pissed about all the ways you were controlled. And then the third voice is the voice of the inner parent. Now, it's important to clarify that the voice of the inner parent is not the voice of maybe how your parent was. This is the voice of the ideal parent, the voice of the parent who is loving and compassionate and kind, right? And that is the voice that says, sweetie, I know you want more and I know you're angry you can't have more and you've already had enough to eat. And you can have some of this again tomorrow, right? It's like the voice of reason. And sometimes we have to connect to our own inner parent and be able to reparent ourselves and reparent our child and adolescent parts so that the child is not the one in the driver's seat throwing tantrums, getting whatever she wants. And the adolescent isn't the one in the driver's seat being self-destructive and rebelling and doing whatever she wants. But instead, you are listening to both of those parts within you, understanding what it is they truly desire, and lovingly offering them some guidance on the best approach to really, truly take care of yourself, right? Sometimes these other parts and voices just want to know that we hear them, that we understand and respect where they're coming from, and we're not invalidating or neglecting their desires. We're just going to find solutions to meet those needs and allowing you to have what you want in ways that don't cause harm to you, right? And overeating or binging or purging, like these behaviors can cause harm. And so it's actually not okay to keep engaging in them, even if another part of you really, really wants to. And so you get to become this really attuned observer of your mind. And I want you to really pick which one of these three systems you really resonate with that feels like it best describes what happens in your mind with these ping-ponging voices that can pull you in different, different directions. And moving forward, how can you in the present moment start to really apply this recognition and be able to empower yourself to start to listen to the voice that you actually want to listen to, whether it's your higher self, whether it is your wise mind, whether it's your inner parent, 
How can you continue to fuel that voice to be the predominant voice that is driving the thoughts in your mind so that you are not vulnerable to be influenced by the voice of your ego or your emotional or rational mind or your child or adolescent parts who we don't want those voices to go away. We just don't want those voices to be so strong and so loud that they are the ones that are running the show influencing how you think and how you feel and how you behave they're not going to go away those voices will never go away but through discernment and through intentional rehearsal of what voices you're going to think what voices you're going to listen to what thoughts you're going to allow man you really can turn up the volume of these more love-based ways of thinking because the truth is on your healing journey you will not get there through through criticism and hate. You will not get there through fear and fear tactics. You will get there through loving approaches. You will get there through self-forgiveness and self-compassion. You will get there by honoring the voice that honors and respects you and that is truly aligned with self-love. That is the ultimate quest that you are on. And when you do that, I guarantee you, your eating choices, how much you eat, what you eat, how you choose to take care of yourself will start to change without any effort at all. Because you will not self-abuse yourself with food when you are listening to these voices of truth and love. Thanks for tuning in to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future episodes. And if you loved it, then please share this episode on your social media or send it to loved ones who may benefit from listening too.